1: 39. Yeah, um, we actually had to go back through our list of podcasts pages of them uh, to find out whether we did this this episode or not, because it's something that so we talk about all the time. But I don't know if we did a specific podcast directly concerning this issue. And it's important because it's come into like our periphery, Mm
0: -hmm. personally.
1: So I feel it's a good time to start talking about it. Vanessa? Yeah. What, what are we diving into today?
0: Well, 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 well. Um, it's funny because I was like, I'm so ready. And now I'm like, oh, am I ready? Am I ready personally? Yes, I'm ready personally. Um, you know, the word abandonment is like a, 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 a trigger word, I think, for a lot of people. But we uh, are going to talk a lot about how we abandon ourselves. Which is an interesting concept that I don't think a lot of people think of. It's a concept I didn't really think of for a very long time in my life. Um, I would probably even say that this is, you know, in the last couple of years, type of thing that has come into my awareness of, you know, how how abandonment isn't an act that other people do only, Um, that we do that quite often to ourselves. So I think, you know, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to dive into that and see what we what we personally have as like our um our experiences and you know just our knowledge with abandonment and the the feelings in our bodies and the you know the the emotional parts of it and the energetic parts of it and the, the spiritual parts of it, but you know, also turning that mirror onto ourselves in addition, you know, of you know, just that this whole theme of abandonment super fun
1: oh yay
0: (laughs) i mean i just i just took a deep sigh because i'm like
1: oh like okay yeah remember when we were like we're so ready yeah here we go not anymore (laughs) (laughs) but i think it's important because i think one of the more understanding so we have all varying degrees of level of understanding of where abandonment plays in our life whether we fear that we're being abandoned by our partner, our family, where we have been abandoned and, and varying degrees of trauma and situations. And and I think for me, I discovered I didn't have it. I always felt like I, I wasn't abandoned. Like I don't have abandonment issues. Nobody just, you know, whatever. I, I never signed. I never felt I did yeah. until I had a realization of that I had a situation when I moved up to the Pacific Northwest when I had a fight with my dear, deepest, best friend, and I was, I didn't understand at the time, but I was so afraid of him abandoning me that I was willing to put up with whatever he needed in that moment. Like, I didn't even... I shared my feelings, but on a very superficial, digestible level, I didn't share. It wasn't until almost a year later that I understood the full breadth of what I felt in that moment. And, and I, I didn't understand and tie it back to my childhood where whenever anything got hard or I always I didn't understand when I felt as a kid, when people were angry, yelled, there was a fight. There was these high emotions that it equaled somebody taking their love away. Well, I didn't understand at the moment that that was considered abandonment. Yeah, and I mm. took and because abandonment isn't always physical, right? I mean, we think abandonment is somebody leaves your life, somebody your mom leaves you, your your family does, or there's a, a there's different abandonment conversations, but yeah. p- abandonment also can be emotional abandonment. It can also be the idea of like my mom, she wasn't a nurturing person. She just kind of like let me just, she didn't even really interact. There wasn't any type of emotional exchange from my mother because my older brother like just basically would burn down the house to get it. And my younger brother being the, the baby in the family, they, she focused all on him. So I was the typical middle child syndrome. I mean, those of you who are male children understand it completely. We get lost in the shuffle. And so there was a kind of an energetic, emotional abandonment. And, and so, you know, I, you know, I was like, oh, and then I looked at my father not being in my life. Well, I understand my mother made it hard for him. There was, you know, because they were divorced I mean their divorce was final the day I was born so you know it's like there was never a somebody was there then they left that person was never there but that also feels like a, a different form of neglect and abandonment so it's understand that in these internet worlds where everybody's saying this is abandonment it doesn't one size doesn't fit everything we have to understand you know abandonment has become this buzzword but we have to understand where abandonment fit in our life if we feel it and it could be like I said I didn't equate somebody taking their love away as abandonment but it was it was emotional abandonment so you know you may reframe it in a certain way but it could be that that's where you were abandoned in some way or shape or form
0: yeah man and I was like oh here it comes like the wave is like ready here you guys ready because here it comes um yeah like as you were talking i was thinking of a couple things you know of like the frame of mind right like the the you know and and that's what we end up doing when we go back and do the inner child work right like as we go back to shift the abandonment into something else so that it can feel different so it can feel less personal right because when we're abandoned we feel it is an act against us Right, like it is, it is an act of our impact on somebody else, be, meaning that they need to leave, you know, and, and, and whoa, 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 you know, we go back and do our inner child work and we're like, that person didn't even know that like, that couldn't, you know what I mean, we, we lessen the blow, we don't take the, we don't take the sting away, we don't take the, you know, the, the, um, the ownership of the behavior away, but we turn it and, and be like, that was never about my worthiness never you know like so that we can take at least that part off and say like the abandonment part being that their act not related to me <laughs> right like right. related to you only that right we like, were like because in cause of it yeah exactly that we were not the cause of it because it's really hard i mean especially when you're a kid if you do something that makes your your parents angry and then they take off there is no other interpretation in like an eight-year-old brain because it's literally what happened in your simplistic brain that we have that's still growing i did it you took off that's it Like, that's, that's how it goes, right? Like, when we go back in with our adult brains, and we go, okay, I did it, it triggered them, their trauma came in, they went into avoidance, because that's their only coping skill. And um, that was all about them not being able to cope that had literally nothing to do with me, they didn't know how to handle what, what was in front of them. And I was just being a human being, they couldn't handle my humanness in that moment they couldn't handle it. (laughs) Like, because they didn't have skills, because they didn't have patience, you know, like, not, you know, I was, I was being typical me, or I was being typical child, or I was, you know, I didn't deserve that behavior. And that is, it's still wrong. But I understand it very much now of not being my you know, I was the cause, and that I should shift something about myself so that I don't cause people to do that. Because that is what came up when you first started talking. I got the words right, like well, when we're sitting here and we're just like, "Open up the channel, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Because here come the words, <laughs> and the word came." Right in if you're a people pleaser people won't leave and I was like no, 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 (laughs) I'm not ready for that conversation. Because I feel like the same way that you feel I felt like I was like I don't know about the abandonment stuff you know, like I always felt my parents were present and my issues with my birth father abandoning me were kind of like in and out because I had a stepfather from the age of two so i had a father figure that was around and maybe you know like he he was in and out too but he was at least there and, and it was by choice so there was like you know it almost counteracted it right like so i have this guy who who, who can't be around for whatever reason and as i'm a kid i feel like he doesn't want to be around but then there's this guy who wants to be around right and even if he's not quite capable because he didn't create me and he's never had kids and is is struggling he's here he made the choice to be here so i didn't see like i i thought of that physical abandonment thing first first off you know being like well i didn't ha- i didn't have those issues but then you started you kept talking and i was like oh god the emotional one you know like that that makes sense and then i mean i can't even tell you how early on it was that I became a people pleaser. I've been a people pleaser my entire life, probably since before I like, could speak maybe, I don't know, because of wanting that to stay. And I was thinking about that and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, I don't know what kind of kid I was because I don't really remember a lot of it, but I do really remember wanting to please my stepfather because and i'm guessing because i wanted him to stay you know like i wanted to be the kid that made him stay and my brother came around you know and and you know that became easier but then i loved all my brother and you know the family thing started but i can see how early on that people pleasing came in as a way to combat abandonment because i definitely know i've done it yeah. <laughs> like Absolutely. In, in, in most of my relationships, if I make myself useful, you won't let me leave or you won't leave.
1: 100%. 100%. Ouch. I know. I know because yeah. I, look at, I look at like when my stepfather came into the picture and I was about the same age, like three-ish and he was an alcoholic. He was verbally violent. He would threaten my brother and I felt. If I made him happy and was made everything. Okay. He wouldn't hurt my brother. He wouldn't, you know, leave us. He wouldn't whatever, you know, because it was like the first father that I had. Like, you know, I mean, so it became my job to regulate his emotions to like, please him do the things that made him happy. And I don't even remember half of it because like I like you said, I don't remember. but. I do know as a as a young adult and even as far as adulthood, like how bad I and how hard I work to make everybody happy and that our relationship impinged on me being useful, solving a problem, doing the things that made their life easier, like whatever it was. And, and it's funny because those of us who know, like, I know my friends and I know the things that make them happy. I know the things that make them sad, what they do like, what they don't like. I am such a great gift giver because I'm a former people pleaser. Because when you're a people pleaser, you know what each and every person makes them happy. And you spend so much fucking time doing those things desperate to make them happy or to be useful or to want them to stay in your life all of those things it's
0: let's let's just stop and do a different one (laughs) i know
1: right (laughs) this is so exposing and painful and and, in a sense of like wow okay so but understand that it's I, you know, I've taken the shame and the stigma about being a people pleaser out of it because here's the thing. When we are young, our desire as human beings is to have community. It's, we are reliant as a young child to be, we're dependent on these people in our lives to give us our needs, whether it's food, whether it's shelter, whether it's love, whether it's nurturing, whether it's whatever it is we know that we're reliant on those people and if those people abandon us then we're gonna have to figure it out for ourselves which here's another thing here's another rabbit hole for us to go down a different time being the hyper independent person because when we did have that fear and were people pleasing those people still abandoned us or some of them may have or did in different ways and because of that, our needs were never met. So we had to step into the idea of being self-reliant because no one else met our needs as young children. There's another rabbit hole. We won't go down yeah. that one I wrote I-
0: that one down because i I mean, yeah
1: we we are two very professional, independent people recovering. <laughs>
0: the recovery is really slow over here. (laughs) (laughs) Like I I asked for help one time in the last I don't know how long. And it was very easy help. And I was like, Are you sure? And I've, I've tried to get out of it a couple times. uh, Since (laughs) to be like, how can I make? How can I make it so that they don't have to do that? Yep. Yep. Or how do I make it easier for them? Or or maybe it won't even happen. (laughs) And you will, you will spend so much time
1: because I just did this. you, You will spend so much time trying to over repay them. And you will go, you will spend far more time in repaying them than they actually, the help actually warranted. Like for me, I just had a cat setter. What did I do? I bought her a gift. What did I do? I baked your muffins. What did I do? I paid for <laughs> more than what her rate was because of the gratitude, and I, and I labeled that under gratitude. But what it really is is that I think uh, there's a guilt thing. I understand it's her job, and there's a part of me that's like, yeah, that's what she does for a living. But there's another part of me that don't go away, don't abandon me because I love you and you're perfect for my cat. Oh, like, this is all part of
0: it, right? Like, and so like, to Jesus, Mary and Joseph, like, I I gotta readjust in my very squeaky chair. Um, This brings in that self abandonment thing, right? Like, because as you were as I was like, Oh, no, no, like, here comes again, like the other wave is coming of like, (sighs) having this conversation about having to overpay and having to whatever, what is that I'm gonna abandon my needs for yours. Yep. even though we were supposedly already at an even exchange now I need to abandon my needs for yours yes. which you know varies you know in 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 that but I'm glad that I'm glad that we have this conversation because the favor that I asked happens in a, like a week and a half and so I'm like no I'm not going to do this like I am not going to because to be honest I asked a favor of somebody who I do a lot of favors for The favor that I'm asking is to hang out with my kid, which is not actually a favor, really, because this, this is a person who likes to hang out with my kid, like, you know what I mean, like, I need, I need to not do that, I need to let that stand alone, I need to let that be an act of care for myself, because I'm having a surgery. I need to be able to count on somebody and I need to drop the hyper independence and the people pleasing and let somebody please me for once, which is just make my life easy by not making it hard. <laughs> just take care of something for me and that will please me, right? Like I'm very, very easy to please because of that concept we will talk in another, another thing. I, I will abandon myself though for multiple reasons because it's easier than handling what happens when i try to show up differently and this is this is where i mean i feel like we we when we come up coming up with the idea this is kind of where we were where where we were coming up with it from of like the idea of abandonment not being taking off the idea of uh, abandonment of literally just ignoring needs yep and when we ignore needs, we abandon. And when somebody ignores our needs, we feel abandoned. And when we ignore our own needs, we are abandoning ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. So, you know, the internet, while I hate it and it sucks sometimes, it does spark some contemplation in my life that is, is fruitful. And one of those things, especially this week, I've seen it before, but this week it hit home a bit more. Is where I'm abandoning myself. And I, you know, I think what we don't realize is when we have self abandonment, we're perpetuating what others have done to us, whether it's because of a feeling of undeservedness, it could be about self punishment, it also could be about just the desperate need to keep people in our lives. And we don't understand at the moment that, or even in our adult life, that we are abandoning our needs we because that's what we've been taught happens and it's not so much that we're doing it on a conscious level because i had to just write down abandonment and money and the idea of knowing where i'm at financially but thinking it doesn't matter i'll figure it out i'll find the money somewhere but i have to do this or give this to somebody and so abandoning my needs financially and possibly creating financial hardship And abandoning that part of myself for the sake of rewarding someone else or giving to someone else Mm -hmm. is something I have done my whole life. My mother did it. You know, Christmas, she gives gifts in order to say she loves us. She never had the money. She couldn't pay her fucking mortgage. But yet she bought us Christmas. Yeah. And so, like, there's this idea of, You know, if I, it makes up for things or like I have to do it or like it, it for her it it soothes something within her. But she abandoned her financial needs for the sake of doing that and it was like, Oh, so I not only am doing it because of whatever I'm also I've also learned how to do it from someone. And so when and you know i'm This is gonna sound weird, but I'm grateful I don't have children, okay? I'm grateful that I don't have children. I've raised some stepkids and they're all adults now, and that's fantastic. And it was a great moment in my life, emotionally, not personally, but it was a great moment to be a part of their life. That was what was important to me. But I'm really grateful I don't have a child. I know that sounds weird to people, but I am because I don't know that I understood the full breadth of how I treat myself and how I show up for me, how that's impactful on the children in our lives, ah. whether it's sorry, <laughs> whether it's through okay, being be auntie, whether it's <laughs> being through a parent, or maybe somebody, a kid that like I used to have kids, my friends, my friends, my children's friends would come over, and it's like, you know, if the dynamic that they're learning from whatever it's everything we do so we try to do all of the emotional like self-worth and the idea of like worthiness and the idea of self-confidence but what we don't understand sometimes is that when we abandon ourselves in situations for the sake of others they're learning that that's how it works and <laughs> i don't know that that would be easy for me to understand and i'm
0: sorry vanessa <laughs> The third <laughs> wave just took you under. <laughs> yeah, like I need a moment to manage my trigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. But, yeah. <laughs> but
1: here again, it's is just, but when we are in this state that, that Vanessa and I are in, we understand, though, the learning of it and the healing yeah. of it also gives them the skills to learn and heal something within themselves that, they, that is not great. It sucks, but they will have the skills to do it because we don't understand what they're going to face in their life. We don't understand what challenges that uh, they've signed up for in their contract when they entered our side. We don't get it. But if we give them enough skills, like, i.e., understanding abandonment, not that you need to do it as a child, but understanding how to show up for yourself in those ways, that's, that's where we change the system. But self-abandonment comes in in different forms it comes in not just the idea of interacting with other people and people pleasing i feel self-abandonment always uh, as well comes into play with our relationship with ourselves.
0: Yeah. a whole ass therapy session right now i feel i feel lots of lots of compassion for my clients right in this moment (laughs) Feel like this is what happens to them.
1: <laughs> you know, I think in in times like and I'm gonna relate this to my life because this is where I'm at right now. So I I'm working through this body situation, like trying to understand my health, trying to understand where my body needs stuff, what it needs, and how I can support it. So I emotionally I'm a comfort eater. Food comforts me. And what I think I just realized is that when we are comfort eating and we need comfort, it's giving us a point where we're understanding where we're not showing up for ourselves emotionally. Because mm-hmm. what do we get from people when we're upset? If we have friends around, we have family around, or people who love us, don't they usually like sit with us and say, what's wrong? Talk to me, let me comfort you. You you need some comfort, let me give you a hug. Let me give you some of my valuable time let's do the things that you love you want to do couch time soft blanket warm kitty you know like what is it you need and so when i'm not here to to do that or when i'm not like allowing myself to do that i need to seek comfort outside of myself because it's an indication where i'm not comforting myself or like i've abandoned the child that's wounded that's calling out for help that isn't getting the help she needs like all the times that i wish my mother would come in and say to me i love you mm-hmm. all those times and not having it and, and and i and then i'm not giving it to myself because my brain's in charge and it's operating on fear and it's like if i give you love you're not going to do what i need you to do because it has taught that safety is you know, like nagging, no love, no comfort, no compassion. And and so then that pushes me into wanting to eat and wanting to comfort food, wanting the stuff that isn't healthy for me. And so when you think about showing up for yourself or not abandoning yourself, it's it has a lot to do with emotional regulation it has a lot to do with the idea, and not to say that we can't feel things. It's emotional regulation doesn't mean you're gonna feel great all the time. It means that when the shit storm shows up like it did for me this week, is to step in and say, What do you need? How can I support you? What do you need right now? And sometimes in and like this weekend, I'm like, I want a donut. I did. I just wanted a fucking donut. It's what I did. And I'm like, okay, you can have one donut. But that's okay, but what do we really need? We need a conversation. We need an internal conversation of, you know, whatever it is I needed in the moment, whether it was you're doing amazing, you're doing all the things to find healing, you're you're protecting yourself. you're like i'm 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 going to Cairo and PT to take care of myself to be stronger, not shaming myself for not being able to be more motivated to move more. There's a whole conversation about that. and it's like, the more that i've shamed myself the more that i'm in my head about what i need quote unquote to do the more i step into that space of needing comfort food needing things because i've abandoned myself completely i've abandoned my emotional like space of where are you at emotionally i was not okay i was emotionally not okay and so what do i do i harass myself so abandonment shows up in many ways it could be external it can be internal.
0: Yeah. I feel like I need to make a list <laughs> of ways I abandon myself, like, which I should have done because we've, we've had this conversation. I mean, we, when we had the, the, the pre-convo, it was like, yeah, here's some things. And I saw them and I noticed them and I've been working on it. But I'm like, okay, maybe you need a whole ass list. Like, maybe you need just a list that says, like, these are the places where you do it the most. And this is the way that you do it. And this is what it looks like so when you start to do that you don't you, you stop yourself from doing that. Um, and it's funny like I got obviously super triggered when it when it came to the, the parenting thing and I was like, Oh, fuck. However, I have a Scorpio child who I have given autonomy to to the extent that I've I mean people have definitely said to me, like, why does she have so much power. And it's like, well, she has appropriate power to me I ask her if she has ideas for dinner. And if I like her idea, she picked it. And it's not, she's not dictating. I've asked for her input and I, I value her input, you know, um, a lot. And that happens a lot. Like I involve her in, in like conversations and things like that. This child has no problem saying no. So I'm like, okay, like the, yeah, like the, the she, she straight up will say no. Um, she, she's, she's definitely, because I think I've given her that, that empowerment. Um, however i do know that she watches me do for everybody and so i do see i see a little bit of like entitlement we've talked you know i've talked a little bit about this with her like me always doing for her has allowed her to receive <laughs> quite quite well so um, you know that's that's part of the whole thing she watches me like do all kinds of things for all kinds of people and she doesn't connect with it the way that i do which is a good thing like i'm glad for i do not want to create a little people pleaser um um but i do see how um how how my showing up affects you know her learning right like of, of who i am and and who to be and how that i may not be showing up right now but when she gets in a relationship i'm willing to bet if i don't shift this she will do exactly what i do which is jump through all the hoops jump through all the hoops and do all the things and be all the things and 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 because i like it right like eesh um but anyway i had written down like when you were talking about, you know, again, like the ways that, that I abandoned myself, and I, I know that I abandoned myself for reasons like I don't want to be rejected. Like I love I like it. It's, it's the Libra in me, but it is also, you know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff, I'm sure in there of like, I don't like to feel rejected, I like to feel liked, I like to feel understood, I like to feel connected to people. And so when I feel rejected, I feel like it's a disconnection. I feel like it is a purposeful disconnection. I feel, um, you know, I I feel a certain way about um, showing up and allowing somebody to reject me because of my showing up. And that will will absolutely make me abandon myself. I will be quiet when I don't want to be quiet. I will agree when I don't want to Agree, um, I will like just kind of space out instead of showing up sometimes as a, it, it's an act of protection, but it is absolutely an act of abandonment and where is that coming from right it's coming from a moment like once that trigger hits I don't trust myself anymore, I don't trust my power I don't trust my ability to show up, so I abandon the opportunity to show up for myself and and let other people take the lead but then i also was thinking like it's part of that people pleasing thing i can handle disappointing myself i can handle not getting what i want i can you know like there's there's just been this theme in my entire life where it's like i'd rather handle my own disappointment than to handle disappointing another person And it's been like a lifelong thing for me. I've gotten better. I mean, I have improved on it, but God, it is so difficult. And I know that it comes from, you know, when we talk about the childhood and being useful and, and, and And not wanting to make my parents life harder because it was already hard and when I felt like I did and I was, you know they're tired and i'm making them do something that makes them more tired, you know you don't want to do that so i'll take my disappointment, you know if I ask for something that costs money and they don't have money. I feel like now they're upset that they can't do it. So I'm just going to I'm just going to abandon my needs and my wants because I don't want to upset them. I don't want them to feel that way or I don't want their reaction. I mean, I have learned to like lick my own wounds that I'm creating myself. Um <laughs> as as easier. It's just easier to abandon myself than it is to disappoint another person or to upset another person, or um, otherwise have any kind of negative energy on top of whatever the issue is in front of us. And I don't like that. I have been working on it. Um, I I think for me, the most recent example was, you know, the, the relationship that I was just in. I I do this we like Vanessa how many years are we going to be talking about how you can't get your relationship life together (laughs) like I feel like
1: long (laughs) as it takes as long (laughs) as it takes there is no time frame for it let's 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 kind of like kind of kibosh that even though we're laughing and joking, let's kibosh that. It's gonna take as long as it takes and that's the appropriate time. For
0: the love of God, I'm over it. Like I would like to be done. I I really (laughs) am just like, I want it, or mostly, I want it to be done enough that I can like do one. Like I'd really like (laughs) to just like do a relationship, like have it be here and like do it and like thrive in it and have it be fantastic. I'm ready for that. Even though the universe is probably like no you're not i feel like i am (laughs) but so i get into this relationship with somebody who is love bombing me and it feels good because i'm feeling rejected from my previous relationship and so it feels good to be wanted it feels good to be you might have my ego stroked and um so i don't want to lose that right so here come the negotiations right like looking back on it now, it's laughable. Like, it's laughable what I was doing. But in the moment, it felt like I finally found somebody who appreciates me for who I am. And he was very patient with me. Like, when I was late, it didn't matter. When I was cranky, it didn't matter. When I was upset and crying, it didn't matter. Very, very patient with me. So I was like, all these things, like, this is, this is what you should be looking for in a relationship, Vanessa, this is it. Like, and, and he had like all you know, like he, he cooked. And like, we had a lot of things in common. And I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, you found it. Okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. you're laughing because you're like, yeah, I saw it. I watched the whole thing happen. Um, <laughs> but then it was like, <laughs> I go to New Jersey, people are asking me questions about him and our relationship and i have no answers and the and, and and the very few answers i have are not making me feel good like i do not feel good about being like i don't know about his relationship with his kid like and, and the, they're giving me sideways looks like okay supermom like supermom who will like cut the heads off of anybody who wrongs her child doesn't know about their relationship with their kid and is fine with it. Really? You know, and it was like, well, you know, he was uncomfortable having the conversation. <laughs> okay, here we go. Now it's coming out of my mouth and I'm like, oh Lord in heaven. So <laughs> that was the beginning of it, right? And then I go, I, I, I sit in the contemplation of it. I sit there and I think, oh God, what are your needs? what my immediate needs were being met my immediate needs of 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 soothing my pain of rejection those immediate needs were being met but my long-term needs of like goals and dreams and excitement and maturity and parenting and family and all that kind of stuff they weren't there but i was willing in those moments of my own pain and my own suffering and my own desire for comfort, like you're saying, I was willing to abandon those things in order to receive my immediate, like comfort. And it was like the biggest eye opener. I was like, oh my God, because honestly, when I look back on it now, I'm like, this is one of the biggest negotiations I've ever made in relationships. I have held previous partners to much higher standards. Like, what was I doing, you know, but it it needs to be glaringly obvious when it's me, right? Like I need that frying pan to the face to be like, look at this. Take a look. Take a big, big, wide-eyed look at how you put yourself on the back burner because you didn't want to be abandoned, because you didn't want to lose the comfort and you were willing to start negotiating on things that really matter to you, you all of a sudden didn't matter as much as they did. You didn't wanna make them uncomfortable so you didn't have the conversation. You didn't wanna make them feel bad so you didn't have the conversation. You didn't wanna make them feel judged so you didn't have the conversation. Oh, what the hell? How are you gonna get your needs met? And I, I, I distinctly remember saying, "Oh, well, normally I would wait eight months and be fighting about these things. So I'm pretty excited about two months in. Having this kind of realization, having the confrontation, because it was a confrontation of like, you're not getting out of it this time. I'm asking you the questions and you're going to answer them. And if you're going to try to sidestep them, it's not going to happen. And it was hard, but it did feel really good. It felt like, like the opposite of abandonment, like I showed up for myself, I really stood there and said, this is important to me. This is important to me. This is important to my child. This is important to my life, the life that I'm trying to build. This is important. And so I'm going to stand up for me and make myself important. And it was weird. And <laughs> but difficult. <it> was good. <laughs> We had and another conversation
1: we had today in our pregame was about the idea of understanding when our brain and fear takes an autopilot and that kind of like, you know, that's another space where you go into autopilot because fear has stepped into the the driver's seat. But like you said, you're recognizing it sooner. It's not like, you know, a year down the road and you're like, fuck, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it was far quicker. You, you know, all of the right people showed up to reflect things about it in your life. And, um, you know, it's, yeah, that's another conversation, but I think the, here's the thing, I think the brain is very sneaky. The vein, the brain is really good at being very sneaky about stepping into autopilot, going into places where we're abandoning ourselves, and 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 we're not even aware we're doing it until later like we there is this sense of like it knows that it feels it's a protective measure but that protective measure in that trauma moment was true but it's now applied it to your whole life like it's like the idea of your brain is like if i if i if i if we abandon ourselves we can hide we don't need to so much show up, and mm. and and you know, and kind of allow the situation to play out as it would with the facade of who we think they want us to be, and that's still abandonment. But it was a safety measure in those moments to protect us from people who were actually harming us. But now we've created a lifestyle, a, a belief system in that that's how it works. Rather than understanding that, no, we're not in trauma, we're, we're in real life, we can show up and there's we're an adult, so we can handle various levels of abandonment or people not liking ourselves as we show up, and that's okay. But it's become a way of life versus just a trauma response. And side note, for those of you who are struggling with your active trauma response, I get it. I get it, because when you created these fail safes, and these like, like lifestyles and these belief systems around things that have reacted in trauma, it's hard to shut it off. And it's exhausting, because it gets triggered when you don't even see that you're like, uh, there is no trigger but all of a sudden you're in this space of you realize you're in trauma response, it's exhausting. And I, and I want to validate that for people. And I want to recognize that for people because I've experienced it in this past, like, three or four weeks where I'm in a pretty good place, but yet my trauma brain is not in a good place. And it's reacting to all the changes and the healing and the shifting. So it's hardcore activated. And I'm like, what the actual fuck? It's like, <laughs> what is going on? It's like, we are not going to die. Yeah. like This is
0: not... Dangerous,
1: and so, and so. Well, like I'm self abandoning in places that I stopped self abandoning, and I'm like, really, we're here again. How How
0: did this happen?
1: But, but it's it's because of the fact that it's because we've made healing, because we've made changes, because we're stepping into expressing ourselves in our authentic way. It is reacting in the same response it's always reacted in, and 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 it. And I had this conversation out loud to my brain the other day. I'm like, we need to switch that. We need to create a new reaction to when we do this, because we are safe. I'm going to keep us safe. You have to trust us. It's a process, but it's exhausting. And I just needed to validate that for everybody because we, we talk about it and we talk about working through it. And I don't, am not sure people are like, yeah, that's easy for you to say <laughs> I'm in the middle of it. And it's, yeah, it's hard, but at the same time it's rewarding because it's it's so important because the moments we spend in happiness and the moments we spend in adventure and, and joy and being connected to ourselves and our lives, it gets longer and longer and longer before the trauma brain reacts. The more awareness that we have around our trauma brain and where we're abandoning ourselves, the quicker we can get to getting out of that reaction and into normal reaction to situations rather than we're gonna die at every moment, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what we decide we want to be normal reaction, right. I mean, and that's the I think that that's the hardest part of it is like trying to put like, like, when we when I talk to my clients about what 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 we do in the pause, they're like, well, what do I do? Like, obviously, my I I don't know what to do, right? Like, or that, or I wouldn't be doing the automatic thing, right? Like, I don't know what the hell to do. Like, I can pause. I'll I'll be sitting in the pause doing nothing, right? Like, what do I got to do with that? Um, it's that curiosity moment, but yeah, like I get that. That I do that too. You know, like especially in these situations, because it it it's not enough sometimes, like to just pause and be like, okay, I'm going to do something else, because then the fear comes in to be like, well, what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. What what you're going to do is disappoint this person, and you know, and then it's like this continuous, like you said, like automatic thing that the brain just comes in because it's not danger, like life or death but it's dangerous enough that we're willing to start negotiating to not have to do the thing that's uncomfortable because we've learned that that thing that's uncomfortable means something, right? Like, so that, like when we talk about that rejection, right? Like I take everything as rejection. I mean, not anymore. I used to take everything as rejection. I've gotten a lot better at it, but man, I mean, if it was like anything that was like, you didn't like it, i wanted everybody to like every single thing about me all the time the way everything if, if there was something you didn't like or you didn't react nicely to or you know you were turned off by absolute like spiral for me and it would kick on that people pleaser like super hard to be like oh like i don't like this feeling i don't like to feel rejected so i need to get i need to do something to to bring back that that feeling Right, that feeling of like acceptance and love and adoration and, you know, the, the things that the Libra likes, like, I, I need to that that would be my coping skill would like fawn, you know, or become useful or do something because I didn't like the feeling of rejection, because the meaning of rejection to me is you're not good enough. Yeah. And, oh, boy, like having to face that to be like, where did that, how what, why does that mean that to you? You know, because people because when you're quote unquote rejecting somebody, you don't feel that way. You're not saying you're not worthy of anything. When you're rejecting somebody, you're saying, "Hey, you know," like especially when in, in like the dating world, which I feel like is is where most rejection is easy to talk about. It's kind of like I'm not rejecting you as a person. I'm just thinking like this match doesn't work. You know, like I'm not feeling the thing, or I'm not whatever. Like. I'm, I'm rejecting the, 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 the idea of this working. You are, you can be a great person or you can be great for somebody else, but just not great for me, right? When the tables are turned, it's like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> like, Oh God, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not funny enough. I'm not like all of these enough conversations start to come in. And it's like, how the hell did that double standard happen in your head where you aren't doing it, but you believe it's being done to you? What is going on here? Right? It's that meaning that comes in. And that's what I end up having to do in the pause is to find whatever that meaning is, and find at least two other things that it could mean so that I can get myself out of the surety of why I need to make my next step. Right? Because if I'm in that space where I'm feeling rejected, or I'm and and I don't want that person to abandon me, right. And I start to be like, well, just do something like make them happy. Because then at least if you make them happy, they're not going to want to go away, right? If I'm in that space of saying, well, just because they're not happy doesn't mean that they're going to leave. Right, like just because they're unhappy doesn't mean that they never want to talk to you again, or that they have this idea in your head that you're terrible and unworthy. And that's, that's, that's the end of that, like, let them have an emotion you're safe you'll talk about it another time and it will also be okay though if they do leave because that will be divine universe supporting you and and that i feel like is is a conversation that comes into this because this seems to be my saving grace when it comes to this conversation about self-abandonment and feeling abandoned by other people is like i've really had to lean into the trust that i have in the universe that the universe moves people for a reason and that I don't always know the reason. And sometimes I don't really need to know the reason that I just need to trust. And that, and it's like a blind trust because then it can take the, it takes the pressure off of me. It takes the rejection part off of me, you know, again, bringing it, bring it into my love life again with dating, right? Like if somebody would ghost me, I would go off the frigging deep end, right? Like about well, why don't they like me? why don't they like me Would, was just this whole thing, you know, like, why am I not like, well, what did I do? What did I say? Whatever. Now I'm like, good. <laughs> Go. <laughs> the universe knows something I don't know. And I'm not going to waste my time with it. Right. Um, but conversely, I also am now realizing when I just ignore that. And I chase, right? Because it's like, you won't ghost me because I like you. And I want your, I want, I want your attention because of what I've assigned you as in the world and what your, the worthiness of your attention means, right? To go back into that relationship. I mean, I knew early on some of those signals. I was getting the intuition of like, does that really work in your life? Oh, but it'll change. Like, no, 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 it won't. No, the negotiation doesn't need to happen. But, you know, like. Yeah, and I find that that means, yeah, sorry. No, that's okay.
1: I just I find that that's where we run into get difficulties. Because when we have a part of us that is so unfulfilled, that is yearning for something or needing something that or even just feeling like I wanting something so bad in your life, it's like you'll sacrifice so much to get it because we've been taught that that's what we need to do. But when we're high-fiving red flags all the way through, it's like, I feel spirit. I When you were talking, I had this kind of picture in my head. It was kind of funny because I think I my relationship right now with working with spirit and it's supporting me is financially. And so I think of all the time I've spent in abandoning myself financially and and the universe shows up because i'm begging for that that okay help me heal this and i'm begging for that influx of cash that i'm that i'm getting and it's like okay here you go see you can trust it's okay you don't need to abandon yourself financially it's okay but then i go and i'm like okay great and then i abandon myself all over again and it's like what the actual fuck it's like come on dude like I keep showing you that it's here for you, and you're not listening, and then you go into abandonment because you're afraid and you don't stand up for it. It's like you're giving me mixed signals. What do you want from me.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> or like we're just going to keep going in the cycle because this is what you want you want to get it and spend it and get it and spend. that's what we're going to do, then this- we're just going to keep doing that because that's what you want to do right like no. But i guess yes like how are you supposed to know any different this is what i'm doing yeah right like I've, i've i'm i'm telling you by ignoring your intuition or by ignoring your gift or by negotiating my way into something that's more instant gratification that that that's what i want right like we're like as you were talking i was just thinking instant gratification again like the words come in and then that was a little sassy when it came in, like instant gratification. And I was like, mm, like back at you, you know, <laughs> like of, of that, that instant soothing, right? Like of, because of the high trauma, and this happens to me with financially too, the high trauma of the financials. And then once they show up, it lowers back down and I'm no longer stressed. And I just go right back into the, whatever it was that started it. <laughs> because I don't now the absence of stress creates this thing and I haven't figured out my middle like I haven't figured out my middle of like nice abundance I don't got it, it can sit right there because I enjoy it there yes I enjoy we just had this conversation in the pregame of me like creating somewhat of a nest egg and I know that I was I knew that I was saving it to fix the truck so some of it was already not there was a lot more that I had to spend on it but God, I felt so secure when it was there. Like, I was like, oh God, like, if anything happens, I'm good. Right. And then I spent the money on that. And then I've been spending money and I don't know where it's gone. And I have no idea where I spent the money. And I'm like, what happened? Where did the middle ground go of like really enjoying that and then continuing that? Like, how did it go from, well, I guess it's gone to let's make it gone? <laughs> And that's
1: I mean, that's another place of like, you know, you because because and this is where, you know, my father always used to yell at me for having my emotions attached to my money or situations or what that is. And it's not about having the emotions. It's about the meaning I make of the emotions that are attached to the idea of relationships, spending money, all the things It's because it applies tenfold. Money is easier to talk about because it's, you know, a static thing. It's a give and take. It's an energy thing. And, you know, when I'm learning where I'm abandoning myself emotionally, is that it's, it's like, okay, you've showed up like money shows up when I show up. Like it was the idea of because I, I, I had some I had to go on a business trip. And because we're the company that, that I work for, we're a startup, so we don't, they pay for our lodging and they pay for our airfare, but meals, everything else like that isn't catered, we have to, you know, we have to, plus there's parking at the airport, getting to and from the airport. So there's a lot of expense that I have to undertake to do an on-site visit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, in 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 that, so I've spent money, so I was like, oh, like, okay, I need to, I need this influx of money, but where I'm trying to go back to where I was going with this, but when I'm abandoning myself in this situation and I just lost it, I'm sorry. It's all good. my brain went on a tangent and then it got off the tangent and then it started on another tangent and then, and, and cause you know, <laughs> I was like money's easier to talk. Sorry. I'm retracing my steps in my path. Yeah. this is what happens when you're you're connected to something bigger than yourself
0: you're like right. oh where did we go it, it swirls in right like and so this is i mean this is the thing about it like even when i was talking about like you know knowing that you have strong intuition you know like and and like when i'm talking about those relationships like i know that the strong intuition is coming in but it's mixing with my trauma and it's mixing with my brain and it's and, it, and that's where it gets all convoluted and exactly what you just what you just it, like <laughs> happened is what I feel like happens to me in that space is like I lose the entire thing and then I just go with the flow. <laughs> and instead, it's like no, 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 like it is much better for you to sit and separate these things and say okay you did feel that you felt it why did you feel that was do you, it, was the trauma coming in, you know, or did you feel intuitively like take a look at this right like and and then follow the take a look and see what what happened you know what i mean like because that's exactly what happens we go off on a, a life tangent or a brain tangent it feels like and then before you know it we wake up and we're like what happened like, yeah. oh, everything got so convoluted that I just didn't do anything. You know, it's almost like my, my ADHD anxiety paralysis where I'm like, I have so many things to do. And then I just stress about all the things I do. And then I do nothing. That's my life. I, yeah. Like I, or I just lay there holding onto a pillow on my couch, crying about the amount of things I have to do while getting none of them done, <laughs> you know, because that's the, the only space I can be in. I feel like that's, you know what? What just was demonstrated demonstrated for you is that is like we want to do the work so hard yeah. whew, that boy we go all kinds of places and then get lost. It's like a, it's 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 almost like an
1: there was an active indication of where my brain takes on control and goes into subterfuge because I was talking about emotions. Not the money. word subterfuge. It's so, so good. <laughs> um, emotions and money and and so you know there's meaning being made of money you spend and and how you're spending it and the way that you're spending it there's emotional attachment to being able to spend money there's emotional attachment into safety and security and one of the things that i think i learned as a kid was if i spent money that means i had it and i was okay yeah silly but that's what that that conversation made in my brain of like hey like you know if we have money, we can spend it it's like there's yeah. so much interplay, not only with our experiences, the things we've made meaning of our most our life experiences our you know, whatever that is. But let's let's try to wrap this up. Succinct. Like,
0: I know I was like, <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I feel like at the same moment I was like Vanessa you still have to do the list. Yes. Uh, you still have to do the abandonment list, even though you've been in all kinds of other places don't forget about the abandonment list. Yes. <laughs> So I, it's
1: not to say that we're going to know every place we abandon ourselves. It's about recognizing it, but not recognizing it in judgment. Okay, here's that's the hard part. Mm -hmm. So when we get and we see where we're abandoning ourselves, yep, some anger may come in like, fuck, I'm doing this, what they did to me. I'm doing it too. I just realized how many places I perpetuate my mother's abandonment in my own life. But it's all we've learned how to do. It's how we've learned to survive. And the realization and the understanding of it when we can step into it into neutrality, I'm not even asking you to be compassionate, I'm asking just to be neutral and observing it. Oh, I see where I abandoned myself. The more we can bring awareness to those parts of ourselves, it helps us give places where we can say, I abandoned myself in these moments. And when you hit those moments, it, your, your awareness is less than than you was before. So even if your brain, you know, smothers you and puts you in the trunk of the car, it's going to step in stepping behind the wheel, you're going to wake up faster and be like, oh, fuck, okay, and you're going to get back in the driver's seat quicker. That's how we shift that's how that's why awareness is key you know this is why we have to talk about these things and have conversations and have reflection because it gives us awareness so that we can know this is even even almost when we know something's going to happen like tonight we're gonna go out to dinner with friends it's the first time i've been out with friends in a minute and i know that i'm like oh here's a prime spot for me to abandon everything yeah. and especially myself and my needs and wants And I'm like, we need to be clear before we go what our needs and wants are so that we can be kindly act, you know, we can act, you know, actively show up with them, but understand that they may not be met, or they may be compromised and and that's fine. But if I'm not completely abandoning them and being a people pleaser and doing what everybody else wants to do because my needs don't matter then that's a problem. But it's giving me awareness. It's also giving me a space where when I am in people pleasing to go, Oh, I just did that. Yeah. And I see why. Okay, more information. This is not tools to use to beat ourselves up for. These are not tools to use to have a measurement of I abandoned myself all the time. I suck. No, it's not. It's not here for that. It's here to give awareness and understanding. In order for you to have awareness and understanding of the situations that you encounter and how to maneuver through them and in varying degrees, begin to lessen the places where you self abandon
0: Yeah, creating more peace, right? Because like even when you were talking, I was like, I usually am like kind of the easygoing person. Like, I really don't have needs when it comes to especially like, I'm just happy to be out, right? Like, um, I mean, unless there's some big major thing, but there's that contemplation that has to be like, are you really in the flow? Are you really okay? Or are you just, you know, kind of going through the motions because you don't want to make waves. Um, But it is it's it's it is empowerment part of it, like even going through that process is empowering because it feels good to be better. You know, and I think that that's like, that's, that's to me, the goal that I'm always chasing is to just feel better more of the time. And the more times I feel better is because I'm like, ooh, that's what's happening. And I feel like I've, I've responded appropriately, you know, or I feel like I've, I've done the best that I could in that moment. And I didn't allow my autopilot to sabotage or anything like that. You know, like, I mean, I have, I, I absolutely have, you know, I had a conversation with somebody last week who pops up out of the blue, whatever, somebody, whatever. And we start to have conversations about emotional, basically, emotional awareness. And he shows me he has absolutely none, none whatsoever. Literally, literally, I'm going to say it out loud. And like, I don't, if he if if he doesn't have the awareness, he's not going to listen to this podcast. Um, (laughs) Because he doesn't care. But he actually asked me, what emotional growth was, because he doesn't see it as something you grow. And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) And I went on this big thing. And he didn't answer for days. And his only answer was, that helps. Thank you. And I was like, this is the end of the conversations you have with this person you are not going to negotiate you are not going to decide to teach him you are not going to lead him to emotional growth this man is showing up emotionally stunted in awareness of it and in it is showing you that that that's not something that he's interested in that's a hard no And you need to let it be a hard no and there's no negotiation from this point on and that to me is empowering i feel good i felt good in the moment of of seeing the text and being like what the fuck like (laughs) no 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 i'm not doing this right and like my response was you know because i felt like responding basically but you know like that that's the whole goal of all of this that's the whole goal of of what we're talking about through this entire podcast is to be able to understand those times when you do abandon in all the different ways right your comfort your conversations your time you know like whenever it is that you feel like you're giving more to another person that you could keep for yourself you're having the conversation of, am I abandoning me for them? Am I putting their needs too high above mine? Are there times, absolutely, that sometimes we rush to somebody's side, even though, you know, we have something to do? Yeah, emergencies, but emergencies aren't, you know, i need you to come do this (laughs) because i don't want to do it myself right like that's not a time where i need to abandon my own self but it's an it's empowering it feels good it feels good to know because it's creating peace right so what i just described to me is like you are creating peace in your future by not allowing these things to perpetuate into your future do not like not letting people who can't show up emotionally exist in your future by leaving them here and that's like you know i hopefully people are getting from from this podcast of like you know learning these things is meant to not be like you said not beat yourself up but to literally just learn how to create more peace in your life and more togetherness with self and less togetherness with trauma
1: yeah and what you were saying in that conversation you were giving that example I was, I want to highlight the fact that all of that thinking and all of that decision making is not done via judgment. It's done via awareness of showing up of, of understanding where, where, you know, you needed to say, Nope, I don't want this in my life. You're being discerning. It's not judging. You're not saying, no, thank you. You're being like, no. I have an awareness of how this may play out and I don't want to do that. And so you're being discerning about who and what is in your life. And I think that's the hardest part for people to understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because but it I, creates all the things that we were talking about. Yeah. Disappointment right. and possibly gaslighting. I've been gaslit many, many times. You're judging me. Like, no, I'm not. I'm just telling you that I that just doesn't fit. But yeah. if you want to feel judged, I guess there's nothing I can do about this. You know, yeah. really hard. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's,
1: that's one of the hardest parts. So whew, it was a heavy podcast. It was a lot. It was, we've given you a lot of food for thought. I know if you need help, sorting, yes, if you need help sorting it out. If you need help talking or just kind of seeing where you abandon yourself, let us know, reach out to us. You know how to reach us. It's at the end of this podcast, as well as, you know, connect with us on Freud's Angels, um, in our Facebook page or FordsAngels.com. Know where to find us. Um, don't forget to check out your weekly reading for the week. The energies around the week. We just, we're trying something new. We enjoy doing it. We had a lot of fun. So make yeah. sure to check that out too. We Woo. love you. And we will talk to you next week.
0: Hey, love oh you. Yeah.
1: If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room
0: more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at vanessaperrycounselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net.
1: And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or Grace Evergreen at Outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you're worthy, and the world needs your light.